John Furbush with us in studio. Third year in a row defeating Tufts. What's it about that matchup that works so well, you think, for you guys? Uh, I, I think <laughs> part of it is that it's just a single game on a weekend where we only have one team to prepare for. So, oh, yeah, yeah. And I think we've had good matchups with Tufts the last couple of years. Um, you know, their guard play is really good, but I think we were able to, uh, for the first time in a couple of games, actually just play straight up man-to-man, which... I think if you watched what we've done on film in recent weeks, you probably didn't think we were going to play man-to-man. And right. we, didn't, we didn't play one possession of zone. So, um, but I thought our execution was, was really, really good. Certainly. And Nick Lynch, 20 points in the first – he had half your points in the first half. I he mean, then he got the foul trouble, obviously, but you had the boost from your guards in the second half, so you can see it kind of all there, right? Everyone doing their thing. Yeah, I, I was wondering. They, they, so Tufts, uh, some people call it ice. Some people call it down on side pick and rolls. They just shut the middle of the floor off. But we knew if, with a short roll, Lynch would be right at his money spot at the elbow. And we didn't think they were going to leave him open that many times in a row. So we just kept running the same play over and over <laughs> again, which uh, which we've actually had problems doing this year. So I just run the same thing twice in a row if it works. Yeah. And he just kept getting loose and made some shots. And, and obviously they made some adjustments in the second half. And that's when our guards kind of took over. Yeah. So what adjustments did you guys make in response to the fact that you know Lynch had to go to the bench with the, with the fouls he had? accumulated there yeah we uh i thought kenny uh stepped up big for us in spot minutes and and it was sort of unknown on even friday if he was going to be available he had a little neck injury Mm. um and and so i mean the adjustment was uh keep running the same thing you know and actually he made a couple uh jump shots in the first half uh kenny did and then and then we just were swinging it and trying to get some more mismatches uh with our guards so um you know we just kind of stuck to our game plan even though the personnel changed with some foul trouble Certainly, and, you know, Coin. we talked about this off-air, but just has unlimited range, it seems like. He can hit it from anywhere. Yeah, he's got crazy range. He's got crazy, <laughs> and, you know, just, uh, and, and if he's one of those kids that, as a coach, every time he shoots it, you feel like it's going in, and, and it's been going in a lot more than it hasn't recently, so that's right. obviously the name of the game. When you were recruiting him out of Falmouth, what were, you, what, what were you something you noticed about him in high school that made him appealing to bring him to Bates, kind of? You know, he he had a lot of success in high school. I think he won one or two state championships. He scored the ball like crazy. But, you know, you wonder, is the level of competition he was playing against one that would it would translate when he got to college when you're playing against kids that are bigger, faster, stronger? But at some level, I was like, man, this kid's tough, and he makes winning plays, and, and I don't think it matters who he's playing against. He just has that sort of that neck-up mentality that he's, he's just going to win games. Um, and I think some teams passed on him. But I was all in on this kid once I saw him play at some at some high, and, and he had a good AU uh, season two outside of the high school season. Mm. So I saw him play in a in a in a setting that was you know against some scholarship level kids, and he still had the same type of success. So I, it, for me, it was like a no brainer to get him to Bates. Terrific. And then Jeff Spellman. I mean, what what can you say about what he's done? He continues to also pile up assists and rebounds this year as well, right? Yeah, yeah. He's uh, he's a special player. Um, you know, we were talking after the game that it's very rare you see your point guard in NESCAC especially have that you know the 16 points eight rebounds seven assists especially in a conference game against a team that's really good um you know it he's just he's just quarterbacking us like he hasn't before uh, and I think he's really coming into his own getting a bit good feel for the for the the pace that we're trying to play at and um uh, I think the guys around him had this full trust that like hey Jeff's got the ball where everything everything slows down and he's done a really good job recent games with that. And then Cody Greenalch, five steals. I know it's on. What's what's he doing on defense? He's he's playing free safety. I mean, he yeah. uh, <laughs> he he what he does really well is he he baits you into throwing the pass. Like he dictates a lot of the action. He he gives you this illusion that hey, the open pass is right here, but if you throw it, I'm gonna go get it. 
Um, so his anticipation is really, really good. Now, sometimes he takes some chances and he gets beat on uh, uh. the back cuts, but it uh, wasn't this weekend. You know, right. He's, he's one of those kids that he just makes big plays when we really need him. Um, and he's just, a, you know, he's a really, uh, he's a plus athlete. I mean, there's, there's kids on our campus that just, you know, can't do the things that he can do. Then you have some other guys that you mix in. You know, you know, we, we see Hummel out there. We see Mortimer out there. Sometimes they play lots of minutes, sometimes not as many. How do you judge how much to utilize the guys off your bench, kind of? I think a lot of it is who we're playing. Yeah. Um, you know, this weekend, that might be different with uh, both Wesleyan and Connor very, very big. Mm. And so guys like James and, and Max will probably have to play a little bit more just because they're, they're bigger guards and they can still shoot it. Uh, this weekend, we felt that we had a really favorable matchup with the combination of Cody, Coyne, and Spellman, just because those three guys can create, they can shoot. Uh, they're probably our most dynamic players, but you also have to have a balance of someone that can just space the floor and just straight knock down shots, which Max can do. And then James, he's he's been battling an injury the last mm. couple of weeks, so I think he's, um, you know, he had a really good practice yesterday, and I think if he continues to improve from a health standpoint, uh, he's going to play a lot more minutes this weekend. Because he's one of those guys who can just all of a sudden drop 20 on you without, you know, yeah, oh yeah, second he's uh, yeah. When he's 100%. I mean, he's yeah, and he's playing as hard as he can. He's a he's a problem for other teams for sure. Terrific. So you mentioned Wesleyan and Connecticut College this weekend, home games, alumni gymnasium, and I know Wesleyan's a special matchup because what their coach was your coach at Bates, correct? Yes. Tell yeah. us about him. Uh, Joe Riley. He's he's a he's my mentor. Uh, I played for him at Bates, then I worked for him at Bates for a couple of years, and uh, you know we talk all the time. And, and he's he's doing a great job at Wesleyan. He's got a really good team. Uh, they just cracked the top 25 this week, so it's uh, this will be like our third top 25 <laughs> game in two weeks. Right. Um, but, yeah, he's, a, he's an incredible coach, an even better person. So there's an element of probably more for him that it's bittersweet. Like, I just want to beat him. I think it's like, you know, <laughs> you, you want to beat the guy you played for. And, right. And where I'm sure he's – He's you know it's one of those things where he's happy when he when he wins but he doesn't want to see me fail, but he also doesn't want to lose himself. So it's you know it's it's just a great it's a great game for both of us and you know we usually talk a couple times a week but I'll be surprised if we get on the phone prior to Friday night. You guys did beat them in the NCAA tournament year I know during the regular season right? Yes yeah, yeah. and then they actually beat us in, in the, the quarterfinal of the right. playoff. That was our first home loss of the year, and that left us scratching our heads whether or not we were going to get in that large bid. Right. But thankfully the body of of work we put in place up until that point, was strong enough. For sure. Coach, I, I was going to say, I've asked some of the other coaches, let's say a Friday when you've got Wesleyan coming in on Friday, um, what's your day look like? Because I was telling the story about not having classes on Friday and waiting for a Friday night football game when I was a coach. Miserable. I was miserable all day. <laughs> what What's your day look like when you got a game Friday night? My personal day? I will. Uh, I like to have a routine. I think it's important to have a routine that you that you go to every day. Um, and I have a quote that that uh, nothing goes wrong on game day. And so you may get something may come across your plate that you weren't anticipating, but you have the mentality that hey, it's game day, everything's good. But I, I I'm a big believer in, in getting a workout on game day just to just to get a sweat in. Um, you know, just kind of get your mind off the the three or four times you second guess your plan going into the night. Um, so I like to have I like to watch some film, get a workout in, and uh, you know what we we try to just focus on on the things that we can't control, uh, which is which is our effort and attitude. So I'll have my guys come in and just when in between classes and have them review our scout and just talk about the things that we got in place. You know, now do the they game. come in and shoot? 
Yeah, they come in and shoot. And I try to tell them, like, they also have to have the same routine. So if if you're shooting every game at a certain time on Friday, you know, don't come in for an extra two hours because it's a conference game. Like, it's, every game should be treated the same. Sure. You know, and I try to get these guys in the mentality that every game is a championship game. Uh, so a lot of guys do come in throughout the course of the day. Do you have, uh, personally yourself, did you have superstitions when you played or as a coach? You know, the only, it's funny. The only superstition, I don't even know if it's a superstition, but I had a, I had a, a high school, in high school, I had a pregame meal. I had an Amato sandwich with uh, a raspberry Snapple iced tea. That was like, that was like if so I didn't you, have that. You know what Amato's is, right? Uh, should I? Yeah, yeah it's uh, kind of a main staple. Maine. I mean, it's it's kind of a, southern Around Maine. here? No. Yeah. Uh, there's one in a couple gas stations, like in Lewiston and all. But it's big. They've got a, it, the original Spell is, it in, for me? is in Portland. A-M-A-T-O-S. All right, I'll check it out. It's uh, they make sandwiches and yeah. they're really they're good. good. They're good. So that was that was really the only superstition I had. We had a coach one time talk about superstition. Oh, I've seen their logo before. Just he, big yeah. tomato. He had something that I didn't realize. He had to go to Portland for a meeting in the morning, and I came back. And I go, Marcus, what the hell is that big bag? What do you got in there? He goes, Amato's. I mean, I, you can't just go and have get one. You got to bring back a dozen, <laughs> so you got some. It's like okay. You know. Yeah. Yeah. But, so that was it. I, that was it. No clothing. I if I wore a, a certain jacket when and we won a big game, that I was wearing the same jacket next week. You know that that kind of thing. Well, I'm not gonna lie to you, Coach. I, I this year I've, I've I've had a couple couple outfits that that have same brought us luck. Oh yeah, there we so, go. So you know <laughs> what I try to do is maybe change up the sock, keep the oh, outfit yeah, yeah. the same, but go. like you know have a little wrinkle in yeah. there. But I've yeah, I've been pretty consistent at least the last five or six games. I've been dressed uh, very similarly, so <laughs> hopefully I'll continue that trend this weekend. I've noticed, you know, throughout this month of January, you only had the one non-conference game against Thomas. That's different from, like, the women's team, which is playing a bunch of non-conference games. How do you go about scheduling this? Because I know you're, it's a very home-heavy schedule. Do you like to just have the guys stay at home and not have to worry about midweek games? Or, Well, yeah, I think it's an imperfect science to get yeah. the right non-league scheduling. And, and a lot of it is, as other conferences change, um, like, for example, I think the, the, the GNAC, the conference that St. Joe's of Maine is in, mm-hmm. they, uh, I think they're, they've expanded their team, so they're, they're limited with what they can do for dates. Uh, and so, and ours is pretty consistent. So as other conferences change, teams will call us up in, in, you know, in April and May and say, hey, I know we played last year, November 25th, but any chance you can play February 1st? And it's like, oh, man. So there's really no consistency right. in when we're going to play non-league teams. So I've gone back and forth. There's some years where I love having that midweek game mm-hmm. so you don't have to practice five days in a row. <laughs> right. Yeah. Where these guys have been doing that since September and they're so sick of going against each other that they would want those fresh opponents. Yeah. But at the same token, you know, I like it right now because we can spend a lot of time on what we need to do now that we're healthy. So cause we're still getting back into our flow with, with Coin in the mix, you know, and he's only had realistically, you know, 10, maybe 11 practices. So. Mm. Uh, this is going to help us get our, our rhythm and flow this week. So that's coach to coach for the non-league stuff. Yeah, the the conference stuff is scripted. Yeah. You know, however many years right. out. But yeah, you, you know, um, I'll be surprised if all the non-league teams we play this year will still want to play us next year. I mean, we'll probably get one or two teams will drop us because mm. um, there's been some new coaches that I think they're trying to create their own schedule as well. Yeah. But I mean, for me, it's like we should be playing all the D three main teams. It's easy, absolutely. To travel, yeah. you know, financially, both. It's, you know, it's just sure. it's a great thing. And so, um, you know, hopefully, we can have that consistency because I would. Lo- I mean, it's really 
it's a pain in the butt to, to do that. Schedule 14 non-league games. I don't know that any other conferences that have to do that. You know, mm-hmm. they maybe have to do eight to 10, but finding 14 other teams to play, especially when there's this sort of the NESCAC tag on us. Like, oh, we don't want to play a NESCAC team. And the reality is like, why wouldn't they? Just because, you know, the level of competition. I'm like, this is like a good thing for everybody here. Yeah. You know, well, like, plus, they got nothing to lose. Nothing to lose. If they lose, everybody goes, well, it's an SCAT school. If they win, yeah. it's like, whoa, this yeah. is great. Yeah, it helps you, know. you with your strength of schedule. We saw, we got Thomas College's best shot, it seemed like, right? They, they threw it. They brought it. it. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that day after you told us, it could be, you know, I, I kept watching and going, oh my God, it's much closer than they than thought. <laughs> I mean, I had, I was drawing a play in the, the, the timeout at the end of the game, and I was like, I can't. <laughs> Wow, like this is this is a good team we just ran into, and I think they actually won. They might have beat Farmington the other day, and I think Farmington's actually got a pretty good record. So mm. they're they're a tough out for sure. Yeah, you guys have Farmington in February and Southern Maine as well. A game they got rescheduled because I know postponement and everything. So but yeah, still. which which is rare that yeah you know it's a, that's more of a institutional policy for you know like risk management. But right like in the past, I mean we've you know gone on the road when we maybe probably shouldn't have but, yeah. <laughs> like blizzards yeah yeah <laughs> but it's just you know that you when you postpone games in the northeast you run the risk of not getting them back you right know, like you, if, if it's not that bad and you have a coach bus with a driver and you know you're going yeah so yeah. i mean you're mainer you're a patriots fan or no uh i i am yeah, yeah I'm, I'm a i think i'm a uh just football fan in general, but if you, don't, yeah. you if you put me in a corner now and said who's your football team, I'd, yeah. I'd pick the. I would have always said the Patriots. Yeah. Um, but so yes, I, to answer your question, I'm a Patriots fan. Yeah. <laughs> so I assume you watched the championship game and everything. I, mean, I did. We've asked everyone their thoughts on it and whatnot and wh- how they did. You know, uh, epic uh, epic game there at that. <laughs> yeah, I mean, it, you know, the second that we got the ball. <laughs> You know, I just been, right. I, I almost turned it off. Like, yeah, this is like, <laughs> yeah, what's the point of even watching this? I've been watching this since since Brady's been in the league. You know, yeah. Like, <laughs> of course, I watched the whole thing. And it was great. And you know what? For me, it was really entertaining was just to see how like giddy he was in the, in yes. the post game yeah. stuff. He was just so yeah. He, he about said that, it on the air. He, he seems so I've never cheerful. Seen him so happy. Yeah. yeah, like you know, it's like yeah, we're going to the Super Bowl. What was your question again? Like right, yeah, who right. cares? You know, and I, and I think this, great. F that. I mean, we never yeah. hear like that. It was regular I guy. Think, I know, and, and it's it's amazing. You know, we use we try to find clips like that for our team. Like, look at how excited, happy, emotional people are when they win because it's really hard to win. Yeah, and so. Uh, you know, we try to get guys to understand that, like, what we're trying to do is not easy. I mean, th- I mean, think about it. Like, he's done this how many times, and he's still so excited, excited. about it. Yeah. yeah, it's the reason we keep score. Right. Oh, no, that's right. <laughs> it's America. I also think, like, the Patriots. Um, you know, every reputation of being, you know, a little robotic, a little bit, you know, Belichick, all business kind of reputation at least. And so it's nice to see a little bit of a except when you when they, when they interview Patriots players about. What happens when we're not there? Right. Supposedly, they it's very say fun. he's got yeah. a pretty good sense of humor. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, I'm not saying they yak it up in practice, but I mean, he, you know, he's fun. He understands what a sense of humor. When he comes on and says, you know, snap face, and you know, he's dumping on himself there, but right. he knows what those all those things are. Come on, he went to Wesleyan. Yeah, I know. Right? <laughs> he's a Nescat guy. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> uh, do you watch other coaches in other sports for any, you know? in terms of to building your coaching in terms of what they do a little bit, or you see kind of the basketball other basketball coaches. Yeah. I tend to stick with basketball. Um, you know, I, I, one of my good friends from, from Bates actually, who, um, who didn't play cause he got hurt. He's a director of ops at uh, Colorado 
And um, so I do follow those guys, you know, quite a bit, and I've got to know their staff well. And so I do try to fall, you know, watch them when I can. And it's nice because they're on the West Coast. So, you know, even if I get home late from a practice, I can still tune in and watch them play a little bit. Mm-hmm. So um, so I, I do follow those guys. But, I mean, I just think the Division Three model isn't really set up for, like, a ton of time unless, you're, you know, you're going online and watching things that have been recorded or whatever. Like, t- watching anything live is, is a tricky thing for me. Yeah. I was uh, amazed, and I, I think I've told you this before. My wife's a coach, not anymore, but was a coach and a really good one, uh, both field hockey and ice hockey, softball, she coached everything. But uh, I asked Peter Casares the same question about what do you do on, on a Friday when you got to meet Friday night, and what do your kids do? And he said something, honestly, that shocked me. When I told my wife, she went, no, nah, I wouldn't. Yeah, that makes sense to me. He said he, he would expect – he didn't demand, but he expects his kids to come to the, the pool on Friday with a big meet on Friday night, 7 o'clock, and come in for an hour and work their ever-loving butt off, go just as fast as they can possibly go. And I'm thinking, what? I, mean, I said, if you asked me to do that as an athlete, I'd say, Coach, you're crazy. What are you talking about? And he said, I want their nervous system and their, everything to just be on high alert. He said, they're in shape. He says, they go back, they take a shower, a quick nap they, they feel like a million bucks yeah he said i want this system cranked up ready to go and i'm thinking wow and uh <laughs> i don't know yeah. hopefully we're not, hopefully <laughs> we're not on something's yeah, making noises over yeah, here i, I couldn't is, tell you it's not like a not weather a sign that ever test. welcomes it's a test a of some sound. sort of system yeah, no, thank no. you very go much. ahead sorry <laughs> uh anyway i was surprised at that yeah i i would have expected you know, if you asked me what was the football, I'd come down, get a couple balls. I mean, I've done that. Uh, and just throw the ball early Saturday morning a little bit, get my shoulder loosened up, and I would never be sprinting anywhere. Or Right. I said, what would you, I asked him, what would you do in football? I said, would you lift weights? He said, no, but i do something explosive. In other words, if the linemen, you know, i do something where, boom, they're really pounding something. You know, not a lot, but half hour, just going for it. Yeah. And it surprised me a little bit. I... I guess I hadn't thought about that. You know, now it depends on the sport. You're not doing something. What are you going to do in baseball? And basketball is shooting the ball. What, what are you going to do? Yeah. Yeah, you can go and, and put the ladder down and, and uh, you know, really work on your footwork. But, okay, you know, but it's different. I don't know. We have uh, we our expectation of our guys that, you know, are not going to be in the rotation is that you have to get like a really big workout on game days because if you don't, then you lose another day. So we mm-hmm. have anyone that's sort of, you know, outside of our 10, 11 guys that play, like game days for you are still like, I mean, you're coming in and getting a big workout. Um, and, and for our, our starters, it's important to have that routine. But because we also have a game Saturday, I'm a little apprehensive with that. If we, if sure. we had a single game, that's a different story. But uh, Or we'd have practice Friday, so it yeah. wouldn't really matter. But. Um, we want our we want our bench guys to have that keep their wind up, sure. get their lifts in, so that yeah. you know we, you know yeah. everybody on the on the bench is an injury or a foul trouble away from being in the mix. So oh, yeah. just right, to, just Absolutely. to make sure that they're ready. And it may not be today; it might be in February when we need you. I've always said that's one of the keys for me is is developing the depth and the old next man up philosophy. You you got to be ready. You, like you say, if somebody comes down after jumping and steps on a foot. They were oh, sitting yeah. next to you and with ice on it, and somebody's in there. So they better be ready to play, and they better know the game plan and all those things. And 
Do you do you give guys like a heads up that because of the game plan against a certain team they may not get as many minutes, or do you kind of uh, have them expecting to play regardless so they're always ready? Or how do you do? How do you we, handle that? We try to balance that out, you yeah. know, this just so that um, they are ready. I, it's it's tricky because you don't want to say to a kid this is going to be a heavy U game, mm. and then and all of a sudden. I'm like, yeah, it's probably not a heavy U game <sighs> in the flow of it. So right, I, I right. just I try to get guys in the mindset like, hey, there's going to be an opportunity where we may need you in the spot, so be prepared. But I, I just, you know, I, I think they they have to be ready no matter what. I think if we tell them too much and then there's an expectation on their end, and you know, but that's that's life, right? I mean, there's going to be times in the real world when yeah, you're going to expect something you don't get it, and you're going to have to deal with it. Right, know? and everybody's that's, that's different. Okay. Some guys, if they know, they know too far ahead, they get nervous. I've I've told the story here on the air that. I was sophomore at Maine, the first game of the season. My helmet's underneath the the uh, the vent, the table on the side. I've got headphones on, writing the plays down, chewing my mouthpiece, doing absolutely nothing. And all of a sudden, somebody yells, wing. I'm thinking, who who's yelling my name like that? And suddenly, there's an assistant coach with his nose right pressed <laughs> up against mine. He says, but guys, I raise your helmet. Get your helmet. And they're like, what is this everybody all worked up about? <laughs> we just recovered a fumble. He says, Christ, get your helmet. You're going in. It's like, what? I'm, I'm taking the helmet. You know, so I didn't have any warning that I was going in the game. <laughs> Boom, you're in there, baby. Yeah. So <laughs> we actually, I had um, we had an alumni game before the Tufts game. So oh, I had nice. a bunch of guys, oh. um, a couple of guys I play with, and then a bunch of guys from that team, the Sweet 16 team. So Graham Safford, Billy Selman. Oh, nice. Uh, and, and Cam Cobras from Rumford. We were, we were actually telling yeah, a funny yeah. story about him because he was senior captain, was not in the rotation, but what he did every day in practice was he got everybody engaged. And whether it was fear or respect, he, he there was no tolerance for anything from our guys. And right. We, we went down to the NCAA tournament in New Jersey, and it was our first you know NCAA appearance. Foul trouble, some things happened. Cam came in the game. <laughs> And it was like you would have thought he had been playing twelve minutes a game his yeah. whole, you know, his whole career. So he hasn't even played up until his senior year in the NCAA tournament. And he goes out and scores eight points. Yeah, and just like looks so comfortable. But he had it was like he was so ready for that moment. Wow, yeah. love it. And so while like people talk about oh Graham Saff, and don't get me wrong, like <laughs> Graham was a dude, like that kid could play. <laughs> yeah. But what Cam did was he got he kept that he was the glue, and then when he got his opportunity, I mean he he thrived in the big moment. Boy, is that great? Yeah. Nice. <laughs> Good old Rumford boy. So. I was just going to say, that's a great name. Yeah. A, lot of the, a lot of those guys over there. His dad was a hell of a player. Yeah. 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 Well, John Furbush, head coach of the Bates men's basketball team. They are home this Friday and Saturday. It's free. Alumni gym. <laughs> 7 o'clock is Friday. Stop on by and watch the Bobcats take on Wesleyan in what should be a great NESCAC contest. And then 3 o'clock on Saturday against Connecticut College at Alumni Gym as uh, the, the home streak, unfortunately, coming to an end back on the road in February, but a couple of NESCAC home games here to end January. Coach, thanks so much for joining us. Thanks, Aaron.